The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's Anthony Kazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I hope you are all doing well, uh, as well as can be, I guess, given some of the news that has been coming to to us and to Bengals Nation. In just two short days of practice, uh, things have changed quite a bit for the Cincinnati Bengals and their outlook for the 2019 season. I feel bad. I feel when I do these... You know, I'm bringing. I feel like I'm bringing a lot of bad news, uh, and I, I don't. I don't like to feel that way. But um, I mean, it is what it is. We got to report the news, and uh, there is obviously other things. There are obviously other things going on with the team in a positive light outside of the AJ Green news, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. But that the news with AJ Green is uh, definitely dominating the headlines. I'll be here for a few minutes if you want to leave some questions or comments. In this Facebook chat, please do so. As I mentioned before, Cincy uh, Jungle's official podcast is the Orange and Black Insider, and uh, we've got the program is on iTunes, it's on Stitcher, it's on Spotify, basically anywhere you get your podcasts, or if you like the videos, it's on YouTube. Um, so if you, for some reason, were unable to join us live on this Facebook thread, you can get get it after the fact on our podcast platforms. But let's get to it. Uh, AJ Green yesterday I took the airwaves and at the at the time it sounded like the Bengals kind of dodged a bullet there was still some unknown uh, elements to the injury and as news broke today the, the team did an additional MRI on AJ Green's ankle and uh, it, it the reports I already, I'm already seeing questions here Um, the reports say that there is ligament damage and as of now, it looks like a six to eight week injury for AJ green. He's getting a second opinion. And I think that's a wise choice. Not only to, uh, I say this kind of tongue in cheek, but not only to, to get an opinion outside of maybe the Bengals medical staff, but also, uh, I mean, think, think about it for yourself, your own health, right? If you're diagnosed with something, whether it's an injury an illness, what have you. It's often a good idea 
to get a second opinion. Um, and uh, obviously, they're they're trying to avoid surgery and all of that. I I, I yesterday, I guess, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit based on some of the reports and everything. And I said, you know, I don't I don't see this as being a serious thing. I think it was more of a roll of the ankle, the sprain, that sort of thing. Um, obviously, that has changed. Um, really adding, it sounds like a few weeks to the timetable, but I don't, I don't want to sit here and and make, you know, uh, black and white statements here about this injury because this is a fluid situation. Uh, we know that this training staff and medical staff has not always been forthright and, or, uh, it seems as if the diagnosing and treatment of injuries has not always been up to snuff and we've seen things extend. So we can sit here the the optimistic side of me says, hey, you know, six to eight weeks, that's basically week one. If he misses the first week, that stinks. That's a tough game against Seattle. But, you know, if he's going to still play 14 to 15 games, um, you know, I, I, I think – I think that's okay. Um, you know, you're going to, you're, you're going to be without a star player here and there. Um, you also look at it and you say, you know, this isn't a rookie trying to get up to speed to the NFL. This is a guy who's been in the league for a long time. So yeah, there's a new system being implemented, but I don't really worry as much on the learning curve part, just because he's a veteran, he's been playing with Andy Dalton for his entire career. The guy who's going to be quarterback this year, um, so yes, new system. Yeah. Ideally you'd want him to be in there and kind of working on some stuff, but I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that that is, um, I, I don't think that that's the big problem. The issue for me is how long is this going to linger? Is it going to be a, I mean, if you remember when green had the toe issue last year, he surgery was kind of an option and they were mulling it over. He was trying to rest it and treat it and do all of that without doing surgery because that would have cost him the season. Ultimately he needed it because of these torn ligaments in his toe. And now we're in sort of a similar situation. It sounds like with partially torn or, you know, whatever ligaments in the ankle and so I worry about, you know, okay, if he's off his feet for, you know, five, six weeks, um, you know, the conditioning stuff, the playbook stuff, I, to me, that it's A.J. Green. I don't worry about that. Um, if it was, you know, probably about 95% of the other wide receivers in the league, I would worry about it. I don't worry about that with him. What I worry about is the element of, how long is this going to nag? Is this going to be something that continues to keep him, you know, it's going to flare up in the middle of the season. Maybe the Bengals surprise some folks and kind of get in the playoff hunt a little bit in the middle late season. And he's greens back in the lineup and then he has to be pulled for another week or two, you know, and then all of a sudden surgery has to happen because this is something that's nagging and it's not getting better. That's what I'm worried about. We don't know many details on that right now. Uh, if you're on Twitter, there are some uh, prominent sports medicine doctors that are out there kind of giving their, their opinions. David Chow is, is one that uh, most people follow, and uh, he's giving out some good opinions on that. But, um, you know, I, I don't – it's hard to speculate exactly what's going to happen. Optimistically, you would sit – you know, you'd look at this and you would say, okay – he's he's going to be back by the by the beginning of the season it'll be okay you know maybe the Bengals experience a couple of growing pains in the weeks so that he's out 
you know, the Bengals do have other weapons despite some of the national media opinions out there. I mean, they're going to be run heavy. So Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard and company are going to get a lot of touches. Um, you know, you've got Tyler Boyd who just signed a contract extension. Um, you've got Tyler Eifert, by the way, we'll talk more about him in a minute. Back, Drew Sample was impressing. So there are other options in this offense. Obviously, none of them are as dynamic as A.J. Green. But, you know, if this is something that they need to skate by a game or two, um, that's okay. If this is something that uh, – and, and really, we won't know until September, October. If this is something that's going to linger throughout the season, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, belabor this point and talk primarily – I mean, we kind of have to, but I don't want to spend most of the time talking about a negative aspect with A.J. Green. I'm going to say this, though, okay? The the other elements here are the contract issue with A.J. Green. Um, Tyler Boyd just signed a deal. There was talk that A.J. Green was going to be next. Obviously, this throws a wrench in the works. And nobody really wants to say it. I don't even want to say it, but... We may be looking at, unfortunately, a little bit of a breakdown of an, what, what was and could have been even more excellent, a more excellent career. Um, I, I don't say that. I, I say that very hesitantly, but you look, at the, you look at the last couple of years, 2016 ends up on IR, 2017 he's healthy, 2018 ends up on IR first practice back gets hurt. Now these are freak things that are happening to him. They're not, you know, they're not uh, conditioning issues or anything like that, but freak things are freak things, right? I mean, that, that's what's been going on with Tyler Eifert for years. And uh, he has the injury prone label. I don't want to put that on AJ Green necessarily, but you look at these last few years, it's getting hard to differentiate his situation from some other players that have had some, some injury issues, but hopefully this will all play out. Well, I think AJ green has done wonders for this team and I think he deserves a contract. I think obviously this whole situation, uh, muddies those waters for the team and for AJ, but for now it seems as if it's <laughs> depending on how I viewed it when it, when the news first broke, it's, a, a bit more severe than it looked at the end of Saturday, but it is also still not something that is season ending, at least at this point, um, it, or, or even really significant where he would need to be, you know, on the IR return call list or anything like that. I think he's going to get a second opinion. He's going to get it looked at, hopefully avoid surgery and with rest and everything it heals up. We'll see. Um, torn ligaments is never something that you want to, uh, you want to have, and, and really a lot of times when you think of torn ligaments, you think it requires surgery. However, I have read, uh, just kind of reading up on things with these sports medicine uh, doctors and whatnot, I don't have a medical, I don't have a, a license to practice medicine or anything like that, but I have been reading that a lot of sprains actually are a form of tearing of ligaments and things of that nature, so especially in the ankles. So that may be something that is it play here and it's just kind of a, a, nor, a normal-ish sprain that just takes time to heal without surgery and he'll be back. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday as we recap day two of training camp, uh, both with the A.J. Green news and other news and notes, especially news and notes that are that, from players that are affected by the absence of A.J. Green at practice and, uh, you know, who now needs to step up with him potentially missing time. I, I sent out a tweet for those of you who follow me on Twitter at CJAnthonyCUI. If you, if you look back at the history of this team, now I kind of look at this team in kind of different chapters, right? So if you go back to 2011, that was kind of a source of a real large rebuild. They got rid of Chad Johnson. Carson Palmer was, was traded away, all of that. So they really rebuilt the team. That's when Green came in and Dalton and whatnot. I did a little bit of math in my head uh, and just kind of, you know, looked at everything. The Bengals have had 10 first round picks since 2011. Um, you know, nine, nine years. They had the, the one year in 2012 where they had the two first round picks because of the Palmer trade. So they had 10 first round picks. Two of them were in the top 10. Jonah Williams this last year was number 11. So, you know, right around the top 10, the two top 10 picks, John Ross, and of course, AJ Green. If you viewed practice today, uh, the day, day two of 2019 training camp, the Cincinnati Bengals had three of those 10 players, those 10 first round picks practicing. Uh, a couple of them are gone in Zeitler, Kevin Zeitler and Cedric Abwehi, uh, and many others are injured, you know. Uh, and ironically, one of the three that was that was practicing was Tyler Eifert, a guy who has had substantial injury issues throughout his career. So my point in bringing that up is this is a team that has told us that they are not going to engage in outside free agency. They are not going to, uh, you know, spend a ton of money on these outside free agents. They're going to build primarily through the draft. Well, when you build primarily through the draft, you have to have a higher success rate on your high round picks. And when they're experiencing injuries and things of that nature, it is it absolutely cripples your team. Injuries happen, I get it, but seven of your ten first-round picks are either gone because you didn't pay them or they didn't pan out or they're injured. That's not good. Uh, so this is a team that needs to really reevaluate a lot of different facets of their team and move forward there. Continuing on that and, and the other news and notes, John Ross sat out day two once again, with uh, some hamstring tightness, uh, it sounds very minor, but it's still concerning, especially with A.J. Green now out of the lineup. John Ross trying to come into a, a very big year for his career, and the team really needs him to step up, not just with the A.J. Green absence, but they just need him to be a, a player in this offense. So, um, and you need, They need him to be a viable weapon. He seems to be re-energized, but he's not on the field. Uh, and this it has been the issue with John Ross. Ironically, not really an issue in college. He did have an, an, uh, a knee tear in college. But, I mean, other than that, he was, he was pretty reliable in terms of an injury standpoint. So that is something that it, it needs to be watched. Now, on the positive side, uh, it looked like Josh Malone was making some plays at wide receiver. Tyler Eifert 
was making quite a few plays. It's uh, So that was good to see. The defense is also kind of feeling better about itself. It sounds as if Preston Brown really likes what Lou Anarumo is doing with the, with the defense. It sounds like uh, Drake Kirkpatrick had a nice rebound day. By the way, he was a guy who rolled up on A.J. Green and hurt his ankle, but let's not get on him on that. It sounds like he had a good bounce back day in day two, a pick six on a very nice play of Andy Dalton. Um, so there are a lot of a little bit more on field things to note as opposed to just the A.J. Green injury that dominated the headlines the first two days. Um, obviously, some of these guys, Cody Core is getting first team reps. Um, you know, like I said, Josh Malone is out there with early early team reps. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of guys out there getting early team reps because John Ross and A.J. Green are not out there. So um, that's something to note. As I mentioned on uh, yesterday, John Jerry is getting first team reps at left guard. That's interesting. Trey Hopkins is getting first team reps at center because, as I mentioned, with those draft picks that are not in the lineup for practice, um, the Billy Price is also on the NFI list. Darquez Denard is on the NFI list. So, um, you know, these are guys that aren't practicing. So uh, with that, other guys are stepping in and and going forward. I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and uh, the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. You can get that podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Google Play, on Megaphone, on YouTube, and on CincyJungle.com. I'm going to try and get to some of these questions and comments. I've been rambling on a little bit here because there's a lot to get to, but, uh, you know, there's uh, there, there's some interesting insight with the comments here. Steve uh, Stick says, AJ will be all right. Let's hope. Um, David Joseph says, if Mixon and Eifert show up, I think we can pull through. I think that that is a good short-term strategy. There is not going to be a replacing of AJ Green if it's a long-term issue. I'm, I, I mean, that's just that doesn't mean they can't win games. It doesn't mean they, the offense can't move the ball. But this offense is much different with AJ Green in the lineup. You notice that late last year. You notice it when he's out of the game. It's far less dynamic. Let's just be honest about that. But, yes, um, yes, this team does have other weapons they can rely on. Um, Chance White, Eifert, and Green are human chandeliers. They need to be traded. Uh, Here's the thing. You can't – what's the trade value on those guys right now, especially now that Green's hurt? There's not a lot of trade value. So – you're going to trade away these guys. By the way, you, you really value Tyler Eifert, so you brought him back again um, to, to see what he can bring to the offense. And, you know, he's on a one-year deal. It's not – you're not going to get much for these guys. So it doesn't really make much sense to trade. Obviously, the knee-jerk reaction – it's a natural knee-jerk reaction is to say we should have traded them. You know, the Bengals should have made a move for some of these guys. Okay, maybe a little bit ago, but, I mean, there's not value there now, especially not for what those guys could bring to the offense. So, um, I I don't know. Uh, Devin Lewis says, I would rather hear this now than for us to hear it during the season. Yeah, but like I mentioned, the issue is, is this going to keep popping up in terms of the A.J. Green injury? Is this going to continue to pop up in the season? We don't know. We don't, we don't know if he's going to need surgery, any of that stuff. So uh, we'll see. Um, I'm seeing a lot of uh, this saddens my heart from Spencer Myers. That's funny. Uh, not, not that your pain is funny, but 
I get you. Uh, the whole Bengals team is injury prone. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to get out of here in just a minute here. Um, that's that's kind of the overarching issue, right? I mean, there's a lot of talk of this medical staff. There's a lot of talk of the training staff. And, and the Bengals, and to Zach Taylor's credit, he brought in young, I guess, supposedly innovative-minded, uh, a new training staff, strength and conditioning staff um, that – was brought on board because that was a criticism of the previous regime and, and under Mike Brown. But I mean, it's not really, things aren't really changing that much, unfortunately. And, and, you know, you can blame the field. That wasn't a Bengals choice. That was a league choice for the team to go practice there on day one. There's a lot of talk, including from Tyler Boyd, that the, the field was not up to snuff in terms of practice. That's fine. But, um, you know, the, these are the things, and I, I saw a tweet from, I believe it was from Warren Sharp, who is a, he covers the NFL. Um, I thought this was a very interesting thing and, and a, a spot-on assessment. He basically said something to the effect of, you know, these teams make, they're worth billions. Um, they, you know, they're a big entity. Why would you not spend what you can on top-notch analytics, top-notch medical and training, top-notch coaches, all of that, Um I think the Bengals have done a better job of doing some of those modern practices. Uh, I think the hiring of Zach Taylor kind of showed that, but I think that this is still a team that will cut corners financially when they can. And it's obvious based on the size of their scouting staff, no indoor practice facility, all of these gripes that fans have had for a very long time. Um, They've, They've gone from doing the bare minimum to doing more. Uh, and that, I, I think you have to credit Marvin Lewis largely for that. But they are still a team that does not do as much as most other teams in the league. And, you know, if you are going to preach a championship, if you are going to preach these kinds of, you know, we want to win, we want to win. Sometimes you have to you have to make those investments in some of those ancillary, uh, those peripheral type of operations and, and things, aspects of your team to make it a top-notch franchise. And I don't know that the Bengals are, are doing that in some of the areas. I'm not in the building, so I don't want to criticize specifically anybody. But, you know, when, when issues keep coming up, the same issues in terms of injuries, misdiagnoses, all of that kind of stuff, um, you know, I, I don't – you gotta you got to kind of say, well – you know, maybe you want to address that issue. I'm going to get out of here with this. I thought this was, uh, this is interesting from Jim Cropper, the third, I have torn ligaments in my foot slash ankle and no surgery, but it hurt like hell worse than a break. Even, um, that's probably what's going on. And, you know, when, when you looked at AJ green yesterday, I kind of said, well, there was a lot of talk of him throwing stuff and being frustrated. I kind of thought that maybe it wasn't maybe he thought he knew it was a a sprain, but nothing major. And he was just frustrated because it was his first practice back. He was on IR last year. He really wants to prove himself. Um, I now am wondering is if not only the pain uh, that, that was associated with the injury, but also um, the, you know, the fact that he realized it was maybe a little bit more than a a simple sprain or a rolling of the ankle. So um, interesting stuff from Jim there. I mean, obviously everybody, heals differently. Everybody has different things with their, with their body. Everybody is saying AJ green is a, is a freak, a genetic freak. So maybe he'll heal faster. I don't know. But for now it looks as if 
He'll be out the entire entirety of training camp and preseason, maybe even a game or two of the regular season. We will see. And then, um, you know, they'll probably have to kind of play it by ear and, and take it slow during the regular season and uh, see what happens there. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider. Appreciate all your comments. Appreciate you tuning in. Keep it to CincyJungle.com for all the news, opinions, analysis, everything there. Keep it. Uh, keep an eye on our Facebook page. Myself and others will probably put it, be putting out more of these videos. And check out our podcast if and when you get the chance. We appreciate it. Let's try and enjoy the rest of training camp if we can. Hopefully there's no more uh, dominant news of injuries to important players. But uh, we will see. There's a lot more to, to happen and transpire over the course of the summer and the preseason. I'll see you.